What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you guys with part two of our Firefly Trilogy series. And we are talking about 2005's The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, we are. And I am pumped to talk about this movie. Me too, me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a lot in it, that's for damn sure. It sure does. But before we talk about that, what have you been up to this past week? God damn it, I keep kicking this fucking chair at my table. (laughs) I gotta get rid of it. Um, I've watched uh, quite a bit because it's been like a week over or... Yeah, we recorded over a week ago, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, so I, for non-horror movies, I just finished uh, The Dark Knight. Very nice. Um, I actually watched it one and a half times in the past week. Holy. Um, yeah, because I was gone to uh, Barry on yeah. vacation. So I didn't really get to watch any movies. And on Saturday night, we kind of like... Just ate some weed brownies, had a couple drinks. Then we're just like chilling. We're like, we watched like we're watching like Watch Mojo, yeah, like videos. And then it was like, I forget what list it was, but something about like the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> I mean, it could be <laughs> yes. But I forget what it was, and then we're just like, oh man, that's such a great movie. And then we're like, let's just fucking watch it. So we threw it on we got through like halfway and then we just kind of called it a night started passing out so yeah that's a long movie to watch well it is yeah well stoned. And, then, <laughs> and then like when i got back i was like fuck i can't like not watch half that movie so yeah <laughs> i watched the rest i watched the whole thing today so um <laughs> yeah it's a great movie obviously very nice um i watched um the movie fatherhood Ugh, why would you do that to yourself i know i know it was so good, though. It was really good. I don't know if I want to watch it. Like, I want to watch it, but like, yeah, that's a tough one. It is, especially, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was good, though. I really liked it. Um, last night, I watched Nobody. Oh, nice! With Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, really good. I've heard nothing but great things about it. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, I did not think that Bob Oenker could pull that off, but he definitely did. Yeah, I was it surprised. Is, uh, it's awesome. Um, I saw a post like yesterday or the day before or something like that, and it was, who do you think would win in a fight, him from Nobody or John Wick? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd say John Wick. But <laughs> definitely Bob Oenkirk does some crazy shit, too. Fuck, I need to watch it. Yeah, you do. Um, so for my horror movies, I watched Hellfest. Nice. Cause, uh, HMC is covering it. I've never seen that movie. So mm-hmm. I decided to watch it and it was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anything special, but it wasn't like bad, but it wasn't like amazing either. Yeah. Um, just like a good little slasher. Um, I watched the empty man which I think came out last year or this year. I forget. Yeah. It's on my list. Is it worth watching or in my opinion? No. Okay. Um, it's really fucking long. 
and I like uh, some of the things they did with it, but I don't. That is just boring. Okay. Um, I don't. Know, I'd say watch it for yourself. Okay. Just to see how you feel. And I watched. Uh, lastly, I watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Very nice. Um, Because it's been on Crave for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I never really had like an interest in watching it. Then one of the the YouTubers I watched, he put it like on his honorable mention for like best movie of last year. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, like I'm going to watch it. And it's really good. Um, It's funny. It's I don't want to give away like too much, but um, the spin on it is really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's about it. Awesome. What about you? Cool, cool. All right, fucking buckle up, man. <laughs> I'm trying to catch up to you guys. Uh, starting off, I guess I watched The Call, which is a new one with um, Lynn Shay and uh, fucking Tobin Bell. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, it's on Shudder. I, I don't know. Did I mention it last week? I don't think so. I think you said you started it. Okay. Well, I finished it. And uh, it's okay. Um, Lynn Shay and Tobin Bell are both really good in it, but like the movie as a whole aren't like, it's not the greatest. Uh, okay. Uh, I watched monster hunter finally. Nice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what, how I feel about it. Have you seen it? No, it's on crave now, I think, or Amazon prime or one of the streaming services. Yeah. I can't remember which one I watched. It um, I don't know. Like, I'm not like a huge fan of the game, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. It might just be something to throw on, you know, have a few drinks, you know, pop back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that's the perfect sort of setting that you need to have for it. Cause I mean, it's action packed and like the monsters and stuff in it are really cool. And I mean, Mila Jovovich is amazing as she always is. And Tony jaws in it. And he's fucking awesome too. But I don't, there's just something about it. I don't know if it was too long or like it just didn't make sense. I don't know. It was right. weird. Right. I'm also not a huge fan of the games. So maybe that's mm. part of the reason why I'm not a massive fan of the movie. Right. Uh, I watched Carnival of Souls, which just came on Shutter a couple weeks ago. Okay. I did see that on there. It's a like typical old movie from the 60s. Right. Uh, I watched the final girls finally. Nice. So now I can listen. Now I can listen to HMC's episode on it. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I, I didn't love it, but I did like it. I, I know you didn't, you weren't a fan of it. No, but I think I I need to watch it again. Cause it, it, like I just messaged you like the other day, like it's on fucking Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I might give it another watch. Yeah, I mean, it's just a fun movie. If you can get past the fact of like how fucking crazy it is, it's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, I watched a oh fuck, I don't know. It's called Slacks, okay? Okay. And it's L A L S L A X X. Oh, I thought you talked about the pants. Well, it is like pants, but like slacks. They just made a spin on the word i guess Hmm. but it's about a pair of jeans that are possessed (laughs) and the concept of it is obviously crazy it reminded me of rubber like in 
that sort of instance, like where it's a fucking possessed tire going around killing people. And on the surface, it's like just ridiculous. But at the same time, there's like this underlying story arc. And it's like, you know what? This is actually like kind of a good idea in a way. Huh. Um, but like the whole concept of it is crazy. But I would definitely recommend watching it and giving it a go. Like, take away the fact that it's a possessed possessed pair of jeans. Fuck, I can't talk tonight. I don't even know why. Um, and just like realize what the underlying tone is with it, and it you might enjoy it. And it's a pretty short movie. It was only like an hour and fifteen minutes or something like that. Okay, where did you uh, watch it on? Oh, that's a good question, man. I flip flop between so many things. Uh, it might have been on Prime. Prime, <laughs> okay. actually. Uh, I watched The Boys from County Hell. Okay. Highly, highly, highly recommend watching this movie. Really? Yeah. It came out last year, and it's probably in my top five favorite movies from last year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It had a really good mix of humor. It almost reminded me of like Shaun of the Dead. Not quite that funny and like right. slapsticky, but it like had that sort of vibe to it. It's set in Ireland, so it's like Irish humor. And they're like hunting this or they're fighting this vampire. So instead of okay. zombies in Shaun of the Dead, it's like a vampire. Huh. That's interesting. Really good movie though. I definitely recommend watching it. Uh, I watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High one night just to like kind of fall asleep. Nice. Just because it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And lastly, I also watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Nice. And I also highly recommend watching it. Uh, It also came out last year and it's probably like a top five movie for me from last year as well. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Horror movie anyways. Yeah. 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 And that's pretty much it. Nice. A lot, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we're 10 minutes into this episode and we've just gotten through what we've watched this past week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's cue that theme music. Like we said in the intro, we are talking about 2005's The Devil's Rejects. Before we dive into this movie discussion, what are you drinking tonight? So I am drinking a Whitewater Brewing Company low-hanging fruit. Okay. And it is a pomegranate and black currant sour. Hmm. Oh, that's got a punch to it. (laughs) (laughs) It's good, though. (laughs) Like a sour punch? Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. What are you drinking? All right. You, my friend, on your trip to Barrie. Yes. Stopped by at the Flying Monkeys Brewery. Yep. 
and you brought me home a growler of my favorite Flying Monkeys beer. I did. The 12 Minutes to Destiny. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm drinking tonight. Nice. I really wanted to open it before this, but I didn't. So I'm going to open it right now. I can't promise that it's going to be like a freaking <laughs> climactic thing, but okay, we'll see. Eh. Eh, not bad. Not too bad. I'm drinking it straight from the bottle tonight. Are you actually? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like for like <sighs> the listener's sake, I got him the big 64-ounce one, so. Yeah, it's a fucking it's, monster. It's not that small. It is a monster. I'm not drinking it all tonight. Uh, no, no, of course I, not. I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's so good, though. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I'm dripping condensation everywhere, though. <laughs> Fuck, it's getting all over my laptop. All right. Starting off the synopsis, <clears throat> the murderous backwoods Firefly family take to the road to escape the vengeful Sheriff Wydell, who is not afraid of being as ruthless as his targets. Yep. <laughs> I like thanks, that synopsis. Thanks for your input. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wydell has got to be the craziest fucking cop I've ever seen in a movie before. Mm. Oh, definitely. <clears throat> like he's he is just as ruthless as they are. Like you can get away with anything in this fucking small town. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Uh, this movie was directed, obviously, by Rob Zombie. I'm not going to go through his movie list again because we just did it on our last episode. Yep. Um, you're obviously a fan of his music. Yeah. Can you think off the top of your head what your favorite song is by him? Uh, I mean, I have to go with the obvious choice. Um, I don't listen to a lot of Rob Zombie. Okay. Um, I did like his new album. <clears throat> yes. Um, so, like... I'm not as big as fan as like you or, or Josh, but uh, Dragula is just has to be my favorite. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a classic. Yeah. It's, um, and I do really enjoy actually his, uh, his other work. Uh, white, is it white zombie? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, Dragula is the song that I think introduced most people to him. Definitely. Uh, especially if you've been like a long time listener. Um, cause that was, that song came off of his first solo album yeah. and, it, and it was a fucking banger back then. And it still is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like, uh, house of a thousand corpses, like the song. Right. Um, never going to stop is another really good one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's got so many. I was a fan of his newer new album as well. It took more like a country sort of tone to it, like psychedelic country. Yeah, I can agree with that. It's good. I like it. Yeah. And uh, just speaking of music, I just want to have a little Mm. toast to um, Joey Jordison, who was uh, a founding member of the band Slipknot. Um, My favorite band. Uh, Yeah. I I didn't have the opportunity to see him live Mm -hmm. in uh, in concert, but... uh, yeah, so he passed away today. Um, very unfortunate news. He was a legend. Mm-hmm. One of the best drummers. In my opinion, the best drummer. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough to see him live and like just seeing Slipknot live period is a fucking Mm -hmm. masterpiece really. But yeah, his drum work and what he was able to do for the genre is just it. It's bar none. Yeah. I don't think anybody was ever better. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate um, (laughs) with the disease that he went through Mm -hmm. um, to kind of, like he ended up getting fired fired by Slipknot, but I think it was mostly because of what he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So thoughts are with him and his family, and uh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Now that we're done crying, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the cast uh, of this movie. Uh, leading off, I have Sherry Moon Zombie as Baby, Bill Mosley as Otis, and Sid Haig as Captain Spaulding. Yep. We are introduced to a lot of new characters in this one. You can say that for sure. <laughs> um, so I've listed off three more people, and then I have a short list of honorable mentions. Yeah. I tried to keep it a little short because I figured you would maybe have a few too. Yeah. And uh, I have a question too about one of the cast members. Okay. Do you want to ask now or? Well, we'll just uh, we'll get into, uh, if you want to start off. Okay. I guess with Mother Firefly or whoever you had up there. Well, I had Sheriff Wydell first. Oh, okay. I, I can, I sure. can. I can do Mother Firefly. No, it doesn't matter. Just go, go, go for it. Yeah. All right. Um, William Forsyth plays Sheriff Wydell, and he's known for Raising Arizona, Dick Tracy, Rob Zombie's Halloween, The Man in High Castle, and Boardwalk Empire, among yep. many other things. <clears throat> Someone's getting murdered upstairs by the sounds of it. <laughs> uh, Ken Forey played Charlie Altamont. He was also in Rob Zombie's Halloween, Lords of Salem, Dawn of the Dead, Keenan and Kel, and the Haunted World of El Super Bisto. Mm-hmm. So he is no stranger to Rob Zombie movies. <clears throat> um, I may get some hate for this, but I've never seen Dawn of the Dead. Is he? Does he play the main? Guy in that movie, <sighs> he's not like the main guy, but he's like. I guess like one A and one B kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Like there's like two main characters pretty much, and he is like the secondary main character, I guess you could say. Okay. Um it's pretty surprising that he didn't really have like any other huge like roles. Because it, like Dawn of the Dead was a pretty you know, big movie back in yeah. the seventies. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, back then that was an era where like black actors weren't necessarily in horror movies as much. Yeah, exactly. So he kind of, I don't want to say like he was a stepping stone or anything like that. Cause I mean, there was movies prior to that that did have them, Yeah, but I don't know. It was kind of like a revolutionary sort of time period to, to have, um, to have colored actors in horror movies. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyways, uh, Leslie Easterbrook played Mother Firefly. Uh-huh. Is this the person that you wanted to ask? Yes. Okay. So she is known for her roles in the Police Academy franchise, The Afflicted, and Laverne and Shirley. 
your question. Um, do you know the backstory of why they recast? Yes. Um, Karen Black wanted more money and Rob Zombie was not able to give it to her. Really? She wanted more money? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I wanted to bring up too. Who do you think played a better Mother, mother Firefly? I think the f- the first from the first movie, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I just felt, except for one scene in this, um, I felt like the Mama Firefly from the first one seemed a lot more like Baby. Mm-hmm. Except for like one scene in this when she's in the jail, you can definitely see that side of her, but and I, I, I think I preferred the first one. See, and that's a good comparison because I was going to say that Karen Black did seem more like Baby in the first one, whereas in this one, Leslie Easterbrook kind of like reminded me more of a female Otis. Yeah, I can see that. Like less psychotic, I guess, but more like, I don't know, like she just doesn't give a fuck sort of thing, like how Otis is. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, you're going to stab me with a knife? Yeah, I'm going to pretend that I love it. <laughs> um, and my, I have three honorable mentions. Starting off with Dave Sheridan, who plays Officer Dobson. Did you recognize him? He looked familiar. I haven't looked at his IMDb yet. Okay. But he played Officer Doofy in <laughs> Scary Movie. That's amazing. I want you to do me a favor right now. Okay. Go and look at his IMDb profile picture. <clears throat> Is he wearing like a tux or what? He's got a nice ass mullet. <laughs> right? Isn't that like the best mullet you've <laughs> ever <is>. seen? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny that he played Doofy. Yeah. It's awesome that he came on for this. Yeah. Um, next up, I have Diamond Dallas Page as Billy Ray Snapper. Nice. I was hoping you would uh, say him. Fucking right. He doesn't even look like himself in this one, I don't find. No, it looked like he had a lot of makeup on. Yeah, like his face is all scarred up and shit. Yeah. And lastly, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Danny Trejo as Rondo. Yes. Yes. Good old Danny. Mm-hmm. Did you have anybody else? I did actually. All right. Um, you don't really recognize him by his name, but definitely his his face. Um, Brian Posing. Yes. Um, not sure how to pronounce his last name, but yeah, I can't remember. He's been like in a lot of stuff. He does a lot of voice work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So him, and then. Uh, Michael Berryman. Yes, sir. Who I didn't even know was in this. Like, crazy. Yeah. I like him in this movie. Me too. He's so funny. Especially during, like, the one scene. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I know which scene you're talking about. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. He's just, like, he's just goofy. I don't know. It's funny. Yeah. Um, One other one that I forgot to mention is PJ Souls, who plays uh, the woman who Otis steals her car. Oh, okay. So she um, is probably most famous for her role in Halloween as Linda. Huh. 
and she's been in like plenty of horror movies since then but Hmm. um i'm actually looking down at the bottom of the list and there's two names that i didn't know were in this okay i'm looking there are two uncredited ones okay oh one is a legend kane hotter yes and yeah tyler main is the other one yeah yeah i meant to mention him too i forgot but like rufus didn't look that tall in the movie uh, I don't know. I think like whenever he got all of his armor on and shit, like he looked like a massive human being. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But I do agree. Like he didn't look much bigger than, uh, fuck the actor who played him in the first in house of a thousand corpses. Right. Yeah. And another thing too, um, uh, Matthew McGorry, he injured his ankle while filming oh really so up until we see him without his mask on at the end of the movie that's a stunt double and they had to find a stunt double that was seven foot four in order to play him like to make it look like it was him really do you know how fucking hard that would be yeah very (laughs) hard like how do you find a person who's seven foot four first of all and someone who is like classified as a stunt man yeah like that's insane and speaking of matthew mcgrory this is his final role as well Mm. and he sadly passed away a month it was either a month before or a month after this movie got released uh okay okay but yeah damn Sorry, it takes me a minute to drink because like, <laughs> I can, I can hear it. It's so it's, funny. It's like a workout for my right arm every time I lift this thing up. <laughs> you should post a picture of it. Oh, I will for sure. I have a bottle of my Maker's Mark down here too. I'll do like a side by side comparison. Nice, because this is significantly bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this fucking movie. Let's get into it. Uh, when was the Last time you watched this movie? Oh, not very long ago. Oh, okay. Like, fairly recently. Like, last year, maybe. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. Probably since, I don't know, around the time it came out, probably. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, probably, like, I don't know, 2008, maybe 2009. I don't know. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Um... So, like, the only really scene that I kind of really remembered was the hotel scene. Okay. Um, but uh, in in, the, in this movie, they kind of, you kind of learn more about the family. Because mm-hmm. um, in the first one, you don't really know, like, who's who. Yeah. Like, you do a little bit, but you don't know, like, who's related to who. So, like, in this one, they Forsyth finds the farmhouse, and it's pretty much, like, right after the mo- first movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like start shooting the place, and from like the first movie, I think there was I thought it was like the dad, but I guess it was an uncle, I guess, like the guy that was in the wheelchair or grandpa or something. Yeah, he's a grandfather. Yeah, like he's nowhere to be seen mm-hmm. in this opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I throughout the whole movie until like they they said I, I didn't know who was like related to who. Like, I didn't know that baby was Spalding's daughter. Yeah. And is Otis, like, the brother? 
Otis is not a biological member of the family. Okay. Um, Mother Firefly adopted him, but like not legally. Oh, okay, okay. And if you listen to the song Pussy Licker from Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. It's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> um, the lyrics say that Otis's father's name was Tim. Hmm. So I don't, we, I don't know who Tim is, but that's okay. supposedly his dad. Huh. And then, so yeah, baby is uh, Spalding's daughter. Um, Tiny is uh, uh, Earl's son who lit him on fire in the first movie. Yeah. And Rufus is Tiny's brother. Oh, okay, okay. So... But Rufus is oh, sorry. I'm looking at because I have like their family tree here, kind of thing. Because <laughs> really? I knew that I knew that this was going to come up because I wanted to bring it up. Right. Um, so it says uh, Rufus is Tiny's older brother, um, but his father's name was Rufus as well, which is why they call Rufus RJ for Rufus Junior. Uh, okay. But yeah. Do you think baby was a planned <laughs> baby? I don't know. She does seem quite a bit younger than the other ones. Yeah. Cause good for Spalding. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he is so gross. Like he uh, is his fucking whole... teeth and <sighs> the whole time I'm watching this movie and like we, it, it shows him having sex with the prostitute, which we find out is just him dreaming. Yeah. Um, but then later on, there's a scene at like a brothel and there's a prostitute that's like all over him. I'm like, ah, if I was a woman, like I don't think you could pay me enough money to get that close to him. No, his no. teeth are so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very disgusting. And when he like breaks off of his dream, he has like this older or younger, like large lady. In his yeah. And, and she's like, just like, Oh, I'm horny. Like, isn't it? nice like when girls want to have sex and he says something like <laughs> oh, oh my dick is still sore <laughs> not now bitch my dick's still sore from last night yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so the cops like raid the place and i don't know how they did not see tiny there mm -hmm. like dragging the body <laughs> like it's kind of hard to miss him yeah <laughs> i agree because it opens up showing Tiny dragging this body through like the front yard. Yeah. Yeah. And like the woods kind of. Yeah. Um, but I like how like grainy this movie looks. Like mm -hmm. I think you mentioned it before. Um, yeah. And like you mentioned it from the first one, the, the one dinner scene, this movie really gives me like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yes, vibes. for sure. Just the um, way it looks. Yeah, and there's one scene that I'll talk about later on, too, that really reminded me of it. Okay. <clears throat> but, yeah, you can definitely tell between House of a Thousand Corpses and this movie that there's definitely some homage paid to mm -hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, yeah, so this opening scene is cool. You get to see them, like, get, like, armored up. They put these fucking masks over their head, and they're just mm -hmm. going nuts. And then the uh, the cops get in and 
the rest of the family gets away, but then Rufus, he's like all armored up and he gets shot to hell and killed. Mm-hmm. And Mama Firefly like stays behind and she's like tries to kill herself, but there's no uh, no bullets left in the gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get your opinion on something in this movie. Okay. For me, I felt like zombie cannot film an action scene. <sighs> Okay. Because, like, the way he did his action scenes, it was all would always go, like, very fucking slow motion. Mm-hmm. And, like, he would zoom in, like, very close on it. Yeah. And, I don't know. It just was very annoying and just, like, didn't, like, look good to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, di- I definitely did notice the the slow motion in this movie because it happens like multiple times in mm. pretty much every action scene. It doesn't bother me though. Um, I don't necessarily know why he does it. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll find out whenever Josh hears this episode because he fucking <laughs> went off on us about uh, corpses, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't bother me, but I, I do definitely understand. I do see where you're coming from. Okay. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's like every single action scene is like, has to be slow motion. Like someone's getting thrown through a fucking window. It's like mm-hmm. slow motion. It's like, I don't know if he and, does like, it. Zoom in. Like, I'm sure he did it like intentionally mm-hmm. to help him like film it. But I don't know, man. I just like the, the wide angle like action shots yeah i don't know if he does it for like dramatic effect or to like feel like you're in that moment with them i'm trying to trying to remember if he does that in any of his other movies like i can get it at the very end of the movie yeah like i think that is done well Mm -hmm. but then like the rest of it it's like i don't know yeah it bothered me a bit (laughs) (laughs) uh but i did like how there was no rob zombie music in this one I'm just going to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely on my list of things to bring up. Yeah, because like the first song that comes on, I was like, oh, hey, it's not Rob Zombie. Like, I know this song. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now we meet kind of the first victims of the movie. Um, So the ones that got away from the house were Baby and Otis. Mm -hmm. And... Um, actually not the first victim because the first victim was, uh, the like nurse that they pull over. Right. Like even this scene, like the slow motion, like, I don't uh, know if he needed it. Like the whole fucking scene when they were of Otis creeping up behind her. Yeah. Or even like when she goes up to the nurse or the nurse goes up to baby on the ground and like, you can see like they're like that she's talking to her. And then like, you see Otis come from behind in slow motion and then, baby turns around and grabs her and he like stabs her a bunch. It's like, I don't know if you need that much slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's just doing it for the dramatic effect or if there is some reason why he's doing it other mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. But yeah, when you mentioned it with that scene, I, I can agree with that. Like, I don't yeah. think that needed to be entirely slow motion. 
because um, this movie's almost two hours long and it's, yeah. it's not a bad thing like i think it's it's a solid runtime mm-hmm. but i think that you know that like slow motion like could have like cut it down a little bit yeah i think um so yeah, they get this uh, nurse's car and they're making their way to this hotel and we kind of get introduced to a few characters uh there's like roy gloria um i forget the other two couples names adam and wendy adam and wendy and then uh jimmy i think his name was yeah 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 um yeah they get like a hotel room and roy is like by the i don't know like ice machine or something Mm -hmm. and baby and otis like pull up but i love their like uh like the way they act with each other yeah like they just like will be nice to each other but then like the next minute they'll just be like oh fuck you no fuck you (laughs) it's like it's you can tell that they're not like blood siblings and it's almost like step sibling rivalry yeah yeah and uh i gotta tell you man a baby can seduce me any day (laughs) (laughs) you like those low-cut jeans yeah low-cut jeans and just like the way she's like talking to the guy, like saying like, uh, this isn't the only thing this or this, my mouth does or something like that. Like she yeah. makes like a couple of things and Roy's like this older guy and he's like, what did you just say? And she's like, bet you all the girls want to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I found this scene like kind of awkward just because of how Roy's acting. Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh. He, like there's two instances he's like can you say that again and so yeah. she has to repeat herself i'm like oh my fuck like this guy hasn't gotten laid in like 10 years probably yeah um i do like how jimmy whenever he's like walking with roy or or something he's like yeah i want to be a rodeo clown <laughs> <laughs> oh, i thought it was funny um so yeah now uh so baby takes him into the room and they kind of get uh, like the family hostage yeah, or the band hostage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is where uh, Jimmy knocks on the door and then baby answers it. And uh, she like gets him in there and then they fucking just shoot him <laughs> right out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, because, uh, cause Otis is in there and he goes, is this or, Otis goes in and there's the three of them and Wendy's having a shower. Right. And then they pull Wendy out and Otis is like, is there anybody else? And just as, or, and then Roy says, no. And just as he says, no, Jimmy knocks on the door. And now Otis is like, now I know I can't fucking trust you. And he's like, Oh, it's a roadie. I completely forgot about him. Right. right. And then Jimmy, like Otis tells him to get in and shut the fuck up. And Jimmy starts talking and he just fucking pop, pop. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of like fucking with the the family. Like baby is in the like the back, and she's just like blowing on them. Yeah. <laughs> and just like bugging them and shit. She's and, very like immature and playful. Yeah. Yeah. And also psychotic. Yeah, and like this scene was so hard to watch, but mm-hmm. like. Like, this was some disturbing shit, but, like, I was all for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Otis grabs Gloria and 
It's like saying like undress and just like the way he talks, he's like, did I stutter bitch? Yeah. <laughs> it's like she undresses and he's like kind of like kissing her and touching her breasts and puts the gun down in her pants. And then she like, I don't think she starts like sucking his dick, but he like puts her face like right there. Mm hmm. And like Roy has to kind of like watch it and then Otis gets her to say some like shit. Like, um, what does he say? He says, I am, I am the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. Is that at this scene? No, or? that's not the scene. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, um, uh, she says something like I'm the devil and you're my whore or something like that. Yeah. But, something, uh, yeah. Something along those lines. But yeah. So, um, so now the boys, Otis is taking the boys to do some errands and the girls are staying there. And uh, there's like a couple uh, scenes in this movie that definitely would not like hold up today. Mm-hmm. Like the whole like Chinese Japanese thing. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's like an old school rhyme, but you know, and then like Otis, Otis says, you know, the F word, the other F word quite a bit. Yeah. In it. Um, any more to add to like the whole like hotel scene? Well, the whole reason why Otis is acting like that with, uh, uh, what the fuck's it? Gloria is because baby's dancing in front of Roy and Roy's like not paying attention to her. Mm-hmm. And Otis is like, what's the matter with you? You got a hot piece of ass dancing right in front of you. How come you're not looking? And then Roy's like, well, I'm married. And then that's when Otis is like, oh, I need to see what you're working with if that doesn't turn you on or something like that. So then mm-hmm. he does all that shit with Gloria. But <clears throat> it just I don't, like it. I mean, you have a sister. I assume you would never call your sister a hot piece of ass. So it, it's <laughs> no. just it just like it's weird. The dynamic between them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say that there's like incestual vibes or anything like that, but it's like they just don't give a fuck about anything like no. Otis. I I personally think Otis probably gets turned on by baby. I think so. Definitely. That's just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So Otis is taking the two boys there to like unbury some guns that he left there. Mm-hmm. And like, as they're walking up, I was like, fuck, like these guys like should try fighting Otis, you know? Yeah. Which I mean, they do at one point, but it's like, why wait so long? I don't know. We're not in that situation. I think I'd be shitting my pants if I had this fucking crazy bastard with a gun behind me. That's true. But I do agree. And I do like that Adam does fight him. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, I don't think we see that enough in these types of movies. No. Like, this scene very could have easily ended with Otis just fucking killing them right away as soon yeah. as they got out into this desert mm-hmm. area. That's why I think, like, uh, Otis and Baby, or even, like, this whole family, like, like we relate to them, like, a lot, but, like, not at the same time because they're so much, like, they let their guard down so much because mm-hmm. they're so, like, easygoing and stuff. How do we relate to them? I don't know. Like they're not like <laughs> they're not like fully crazy, but they'll just like you know just be like sitting there like they're victims and just like having a fucking regular conversation with them. Like they're not 
trying to like hurt them or anything like that. But then like they're toying with them. I guess so. It's that whole scene in what fucking movie was it? Oh my god, we just watched it. Like we just talked about it. What movie was it? Where the guy was? No, it wasn't House of Thousand Corpses. The the whoever the killer is says, "I'm not gonna." Oh, it's from Hush. Sorry, we didn't just talk about it. I just listened to HMC's episode on it. I think no, no, it was another horror pod. Right, that's what it was. Jesus. Okay, <laughs> so the killer says, "I'm not. I I could come in at any time." But I'm not going to. I'm going to wait until you wish you were dead, and then I'm going to come in. Or something like that. Right. So I think it's them just toying with them. They're not comfortable in the situation whatsoever. Um, but they like they're so fearful for their lives. Yeah. And like their death could come at any time, but they don't know when, and that's almost like a torture in of in itself. I so, guess. It's almost like inmates on death row because they don't have a, a date right. for when they're going to die, right? It's just like, oh, yeah. today could be the day, tomorrow could be the day. We don't know. But like, what do you think that Otis <laughs> was going to do to them? Just shoot them? Well, he does say to Adam, he's like, oh, I was going to take it easy on you. Yeah, because like at this point, I don't know how the fuck Adam and Roy did not kill him mm-hmm. or like get away because Adam like destroys him with the <laughs> with the two by four and then Otis like fucking super kicks him from the ground and he flies like that a kick, thousand feet. That kick was amazing. It was. I was like, holy shit. But uh man, this whole scene is fucking good. And I want to bring up like the whole quote mm. that Otis says. I'm sure it's on IMDB. Well I mean you already kind of gave away told most of it like when he says i'm the devil i'm here to do the devil's work Mm -hmm. like this whole scene of like otis he's like telling roy to pray to god and then he like does the whole thing like oh god has smite me and he starts like stumbling around yeah and like it's just so good and uh oh i saw another quote on the way up here and like otis is like fucking with him he's like I think I can still smell your wife's pussy stink on my gun. <laughs> Hope it doesn't rust the barrel. <laughs> That's one thing I love about these movies is just these like little lines here and there. Like, yeah, the writing is just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And the delivery too, like between Otis and Spalding, the delivery of these lines is like untouchable. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Did you find that quote? Well, I didn't find the whole thing, but I kind of like went through a bit of it there. Okay. Like the the part of like I'm the devil, like just the way that uh, Bill Mosley like acts in that scene is just Mm -hmm. fucking amazing, man. Yeah. Uh, Do you know that he? Go ahead. Did you know that he shaved his head for this role? So it's just a wig he wears? Yeah, because the wig wasn't fitting properly. Really? So, so he shaved his head, yeah. Huh. I thought it was his real hair. Like, it mm-hmm. looks pretty legit. It does. Um, in this movie, we do get, like, a bit more of the craziness from uh, Spalding. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, he like pulls up. I think his car breaks down or something like that. So he pulls up like some hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes up to this like son and, and mom. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be taking your car now. <laughs> and he just like fucking knocks out the, the mother. Yeah. And she's the like, kids. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, she's like, Timmy, get in the car. And it's boom. Yeah. And uh, Spalding just like looks at the kid. He's like, I forget what he says. Do you matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Yeah, yeah. Don't we make um, you fucking laugh? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he said something like, like I know where your your mom and you live or something like that, and I'll come back and fucking kill you or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Spalding is nuts in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and that woman is PJ Souls, who he knocks out. Is who PJ Souls? The Who's one that PJ? I the one that I mentioned at the in the honorable mentions. Oh, we we're talking about. <laughs> totally she was she was in Halloween. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah. Jesus, would you fucking pay attention to me for once in your life? No! <laughs> <laughs> so back at the uh, hotel room, Baby is with, like, the two, and um, the one girl says that she has to go pee, so then uh, Baby says, like, oh, I need something in return. So she says, I want you to slap her. Mm-hmm. And, like, Baby's, like, having such a good time with this. She's like... Mm-hmm. You know, better make it fucking count. And she hits him like three or four times. And uh, the girl goes in the bathroom and starts like fucking freaking out. And um, then Baby's trying to unlock the door and then Gloria grabs the gun. And this scene was fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, Baby like just fucking throws the knife at her. Yeah, because the gun doesn't have any bullets in it. No. And yeah, that was quite the fucking knife throw. That was sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the I think the other girl, she like runs out of the hotel room and then she runs into Spalding and she's like, oh, help me, help me. And then Spalding just fucking headbutts the shit out of her. Because <laughs> baby's chasing her and she's like, daddy, get that little bitch. Yeah. Pow. Oh, so good. Um, so they bring her back to the the place, and uh, Otis like comes in with fucking the guy's face on, <laughs> wearing the guy's face, which is her husband or boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, and then like they're not going to kill her, and Spalding says. Uh, I think Spalding says, like, oh, leave her. And then, like, Otis says, oh, I got a better idea. And, like, um, you can see that, like, Otis and Spalding, like, they don't really like each other. Mm -hmm. I don't think. Yeah, they don't really get along. No, no. So they put the the face on um, the girl. And housekeeping comes in and she finds, like, the bodies in the bathroom, freaks (laughs) out, sees the girl, like, can't even have the door the fucking face on Mm -hmm. this was fucking freaky as hell man yeah this is a scene that reminds me of texas chainsaw massacre Mm -hmm. she like starts running away and then the girl like leaves the the place and is like fucking just running for her life like why not take the fucking mask off Mm -hmm. (laughs) he straps it onto her somehow like i i had that thought too i was like why wouldn't you just pull it off but i don't 
like Otis is fucking crazy enough that he would have like nailed it into her head or something. I don't know. That's true. That's true. Um, what did you think of like the end to her demise? <laughs> I, I loved it. Did you? <laughs> you did. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought it was kind of over the top. I thought. I, I mean, know. she runs out onto a busy road. Of course, she's going to get hit. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I feel like you could have had one survivor. What purpose would it have served? I don't know. What what purpose does it serve with her getting smashed by a transport? No, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's an extra body on the kill count. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, this scene does the slow motion thing, too. Yeah. Did this bother you? When she's running away? Mm-hmm. Not really, because it reminded me of like Texas Chainsaw. Okay. So it's only like the high action scenes that it bothers you with. Yeah. Like the gunfights and shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just trying to get a grasp on it. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so this is where we meet. Um, I don't write the character names down, but... Uh, DDP and Danny Trejo. Yeah. Um, Wendell is hiring them to try and track down the devil's rejects. Um, I, I, I didn't ask this before, but why do you think they came up with the name devil's rejects? Just because they're so fucked up and they kill so many people. Uh, the tagline one second for the movie. I'm going to pull it up real quick. The tagline is, hell doesn't want them, hell doesn't need them, hell doesn't love them, and this world rejects them. Huh, that's cool, I like that. Yeah, so it's like, I think it's almost like they're so fucking crazy that like, hell doesn't even want them. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, Wendell hires Danny Trejo in DDP to... uh track down the devil's rejects mm-hmm. um and uh windell like has a dream um we learned that his brother was george who was the the cop from the first movie that got killed yeah and he's like saying like pretty much like oh you gotta catch these guys and blah 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 so you do kind of get like a little like sentimental um story with Wendell, like he's not just a fucking crazy cop. Yeah, you understand why he's so hell bent on finding these guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he's trying to like do some investigative work with other cops. He finds out that uh, Charlie used to be friends with Spalding um, and work with him. And then he goes into. Uh, the cell with mama firefly Mm -hmm. and she's like this is where the scene where i thought that she seemed a lot more like baby in this scene okay because she was like all like you know like horned up and like Mm -hmm. acting fucking crazy like you know fuck me and blah 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 like saying all this crazy shit yeah and and then when wendell wendell fucking wydell Wydell. I don't know why I said Wendell. <laughs> Wydell um, just fucking stabs her. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. Yeah. I mean, d- 
the way he is with the rest of the family, you wouldn't necessarily expect him to just end her that quickly. No. And it's like, it's in the fucking cop station where she's hung up. Like, how Mm -hmm. is he going to get away with this? (laughs) Yeah, I think that just goes to show, like, how much he does not give a fuck. Like, he's going to stop these people. Yeah. With, like, any means necessary. Yeah, exactly. Um. So now the uh, rejects, they get to Charlie's place, who he, he kind of runs this, like, uh, um, I guess, bro- pros- yeah, brothel. A brothel, yeah. And uh, <laughs> right off the bat, he comes with, like, a gun, and he has them, like, held up, like, the rejects. <laughs> and then him and Spalding are, like, going back and forth, like, um, Spalding, like, starts saying something, and Charlie's like, what the fuck did you say? Spalding's like, well, if you let me finish, I was going to call you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he points the gun at him and just like pulls it. It's a water gun. And they yeah. start like laughing their heads off. And Otis is like not for it at all. No. Like in this movie, Otis is like no bullshit. Right. Whereas like I found in the in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, he's like, like, I don't want to say like he jokes around more. Like, he is no bullshit in that movie, too. But, like, you see somewhat of a lighter side in that movie yeah. than you do in this one. Yeah. And uh, before we get into, like, the craziness of this scene, like, um, all of them are pretty much, like, having sex with the girls. Or Spalding is, like, doing cocaine and smoking with uh, with Charlie. Mm-hmm. But then we cut away to Wydell and uh, Michael Berryman. Mm-hmm. And they're going to investigate, like this guy who sells chickens. <laughs> <laughs> and like this scene was really fucking weird, but so funny. Oh man, it's amazing. Uh, they're like asking him about like chickens, and he's telling like all about chickens, and like calling them like chicken fuckers, and like if you cut their head off and stick your dick in there, or like move <laughs> around. And uh, Wydell's like, you calling me a chicken fucker? You motherfucker? Charlie. Or Charlie was there. Not, not, yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. Um, And then the guy's like, oh, well, your fucking buddy there looks like he fucks chickens. (laughs) And then Barryman just like goes nuts. He's like, never buy chickens from this motherfucker again. (laughs) Boss, he said I was going to fuck a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. So weird. Uh, so back at the uh, brothel, Danny Trejo and DDP, they show up and um, they should have just fucking killed these fuckers like right away. I know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of scenes in this movie where it's just like, why didn't you just kill them right then and there? Yeah. But I like this whole sequence because um, uh ddp i think he comes up behind baby no yeah was it him baby was, no, in it was uh, otis because no. uh, ddp shoots the the best prostitute right in the head she pulls out the gun right candy yeah 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 and then trejo is it trejo that finds baby then um yeah because he she's in the bathroom the one prostitute yeah, like goes to get a beer or something, and he comes out behind and like just like slits her throat. Mm-hmm. Which one pulls baby out of the bathtub? It's Trejo. It is him. Okay. Yeah. And then, 
you see Wydell come up behind Spalding, who's sitting there smoking a joint. Yeah, and coke out of his mind. And coke out of his mind. And he's like, <laughs> and he thinks it's Charlie coming back. And he's like, Charlie, you son of a bitch. And like he turns around and like I love the look on Spalding's face in this scene because you can tell he's fucked up. Yeah. But it's just like pure shock. He's like, oh shit, you're not who I thought you were. Mm. And it's like the only time that you really sense any sort of fear in Spalding. Yeah, that's true, actually. Even at the end. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like not scared at all. Yeah. Um, and he like tells Wydell like, "You better shoot me right fucking here, your first shot." Mm-hmm. And then uh, Wydell shoots him like in the leg. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Now he's uh taking them back to the Firefly House. This is where Wydell like really like fucks with them. Uh-huh. He like ties them up. He. Starts like showing them pictures of like their victims and he like staples them to like Otis and then he shows another one and maybe he's like, oh yeah, that's my bitch. And then like Spalding tries to stand up and he's like, no, no, it was mine. And you know, like they don't give a fuck. Like even if they're tied up, they're about to be burned alive. Like all this shit, they're just like, uh, the one line that Otis says, I think like, Wydell says something about, like, you guys, like, cut out her tongue and, and like, did something. She was dead, and he's like, oh, she's no good to fuck anymore. And, like, always just says, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, she is. You can find a way or something, something like that. I forget what exactly yeah. it was. You can tell that they just, like, live their lives ready to die at any moment. Like, death does not scare them in, like, whatsoever. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so he's like stapling pictures of the victims to them and you can see like this is where like baby is like really well not only this like scene but this whole scene when she's like running away and stuff mm-hmm. like you can see that she's like really scared and like mm-hmm. but then why doesn't give a fuck because he's like yeah this is what it's like you know f- to play victim or to be scared or whatever he says yeah and he uh he drives a nail through Otis's hands mm-hmm. and then he lets the baby go, which I don't know, just fucking kill them all there, man. Like, see, I think this is why Wydell is just as fucked up as they are because he is almost in it for like the thrill of the chase. Yeah, exactly. Like he lets her run and he fucking grabs an ax and chases after. Her. And yeah, he has some line like the baby's like a rabbit and she should run like a rabbit or something like that. Which kind of goes back to the first movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, he like lights the the barn on or the house on fire with uh, them, mm-hmm. the two guys tied up, and she's like running away, and he like catches her. Or no, before this, Charlie shows up and tries to save her, but <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> last that long. He doesn't get in the fucking axe to the chest. Yeah, and uh, so Wydell catches baby. He shoots her like in the leg and then he gets on top of her is like choking her out, but the killer and then Tani comes up from behind and just like snaps his fucking neck like nothing. Mm-hmm. And then baby sends Tiny into the house to get Otis and Spalding. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is like, 
that's kind of mean. Like the guy fucking went through enough with fire. Like, come on. <laughs> I agree. And <laughs> that was actually a thought I had in my head. I was like, this poor motherfucker probably has so much PTSD from fire. Legit. And now, now he's in this <laughs> house that's burning down to save his family. Yeah. And then ends up dying in the burning house. I didn't. I mean, I, I get it. Of why he probably did do that. Mm-hmm. like tawny at the end he ends up walking to the house but it's like weird because okay so he goes in and like takes out the fucking nails from their hands and mm-hmm. ends up saving them and then like they're in the car and like baby says like thank you and otis says he's like are you sure and tawny like kind of like nods his head mm-hmm. and then he says we'll come back for you yeah and i was like okay how are you going to fucking come back from like, where are you going in the first place? Yeah. But uh, then we just see Tony like walk into the house, the burning house. It's like, okay. Like I get why he probably did that, but it's like, I don't know. My theory is mm-hmm. that in house of a thousand corpses, like I mentioned it in our episode, like he kind of has like a childlike side to him much right. much like leatherface so i don't think he wants to be doing all of this stuff and i yeah. think he only does it because of the family and right. his his uh like loyalty to them mm-hmm. and i also think that he feels maybe he doesn't deserve to live or to be alive because he should have been dead when earl lit him on fire Right. So I think this is some sort of like epiphany that he has or something like that. He's like, I should have died in a house fire. So I'm going to go walk back into this burning house and die in a house fire. Right. And he probably knows that the three of them aren't going to fall. He probably thinks they aren't going to make it. That could be. Yeah, that could be it too. So, you know, he has no more family because everyone's dead, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And we forgot to mention earlier, too, that Wydell shows Baby pictures of uh, Mother Firefly dead. Yes. And that's when Baby, like, starts to really start freaking out. Yeah. And, like, crying. Yeah. So let's get into what I think is the most perfect ending. Oh, man. (laughs) To this movie and to, like, this ending is so goddamn perfect. I want to preface this. I don't. I've, I haven't seen Three from Hell yet, obviously. I mentioned that in the last episode. I yeah. fed into all the fucking bullshit about how bad of a movie it was and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I never wanted to watch it. Um, another part of me not wanting to watch it was because of this ending scene. It was so fucking perfectly done as yeah. an ending to the Firefly family that I was just like... I, I, I don't want to say I was mad at Rob Zombie for making a third movie... Mm-hmm. But it was just like, why? Like, you ended yeah. this off so perfectly. I know. And, like, that's why I think our next episode is going to be a long one. I mean, we haven't mentioned uh, mm-hmm. what's happening with the next one. But yeah, that is my biggest gripe and why I think I hate it. I don't, I don't hate it. But why I didn't want to watch it and why I wasn't a fan of it is because, like, with this ending, like it just it it doesn't add up. Like you don't need it. 
Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure we'll find out from <laughs> from Josh why like maybe there was like a contractual thing that he had to make three movies or something. I don't know. If I remember correctly, I thought there was like pressure from fans to make another one. I think so. And maybe he wanted to do one more movie with Sid, maybe. Well, he did. Sid was in movies after this. Oh, with three from hell. Right. Duh. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like we'll, we'll talk more about that when mm-hmm. we do our next episode, because like, like this ending is so good. They pull up, they're all like fucked up and you see the, uh, the like police line up all the cars and their guns are out. Mm-hmm. And then what I think adds to this scene is like the song choice they used. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It is. And, and then oh, go ahead. I was going to say like, just where the song starts to ramp up and like how they shot the scene. Like yeah. everything just kind of meshes up perfectly. Yeah. And one thing I want to mention about the scene too, is how well all three of these actors did. Cause mm-hmm. baby and Spalding are fast asleep in the back seat. They're like, like Spalding's bleeding out. Baby's got the shit kicked out of her. Yeah. I mean, she's got a bullet hole in her leg. Um, Wydell beat the crap out of her and Otis, like they're driving down this highway and he s- comes to a complete stop and you can just see like the exhaustion on him as he like kind of puts his head mm-hmm. back on the, on the headrest of the car. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God. Like, Bill Mosley did that. Like, it's just a small, small little thing, but he did it so perfectly that you could understand how exhausted he was in this scene. And he's like, fuck, here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and like this, this scene does have slow-mo, but I feel like it was used well. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, Kind of like like the very ending, like whenever you see them like all get shot, kind of does like when they're getting shot, it's in slow mo, but it's like super slow mo. Yeah, and like I think he did that just so it's easier to shoot that action scene like with less money, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's easier to show like how many times they're getting hit too, because that's in, true. In my opinion, and I don't know for sure, this is just my theory, is that zombie had no intentions of continuing on this storyline while he was filming this movie. And you can see. Yeah. Like I feel like this was meant to be the end of the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, why would he have them getting shot so many times? Why would he focus so much on each and every time that they get shot? Yeah. Agreed. Like this scene. That's was- why, like, yeah, that's why, like, I, we're going to talk about a lot, a lot <laughs> in the next episode. So I kind of wanted to save a bit of it, but like, yeah, I agree. This ending was so perfect. Mm-hmm. And like, with them, all three of them getting killed, it's not like, you know, it's, they're our main characters, but like, they did so much crazy shit. Yeah. Through these first two movies, it's like, you know, they finally got all their shit out, you know, and they're finally caught, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's the way the blood splatters. (laughs) All right. I have a question for you and it's going to be a fucking crazy ass question that you're going to just like kind of shake your head at. Okay. There's a reason for me asking it. 
do you see this movie as a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses? Um, yeah. Right. Okay. I do as well. Sherry Moon Zombie went on record and saying that she doesn't feel that it's a sequel. It's more like some of the characters from uh, Corpses came into this other movie. And what? I was just, I've, I read that. It was in the trivia and I read that and I was just like, hold on. Like they make reference to the killings in the first one. The beginning of this movie is like pretty much right after Otis is sleeping in a bed with a dead cheerleader. Yeah. It's like, how do you not see this as a sequel? Yeah. And like George died in the first movie and that's why Wydell's after them so hard. Yeah. I just, I didn't understand why she didn't see this as a sequel to the movie. But I I mean, like you and I aren't married to the director. So maybe she has (laughs) some sort of inside insight or something. I don't know, but it just, it, that line just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I agree with that. Anywho. Uh, I think I did my review first on the last one, right? Yes, you did, I think. All right. What did you give it for your reviews? Are you ready? I don't know, man. <laughs> um, so for my story, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, I thought it was a much better story in the follow-up to A Thousand Corpses. Uh, you get some backstory on the family and who is related to who, even though we, you only find out like maybe like one or two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the script was so good in this one, a lot of memorable moments and a lot of quotable lines. I thought there was some bad character decisions. Uh, very, very, very good ending. Perfecto. All right. So, and my quality, I also gave an 8 out of 10. Okay. Um, I thought that this movie compares night and day, like with Thousand Corpses. You can really tell that Zombie learned a lot from the first movie. Um, Although I don't think he can shoot an action scene for the life of him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like I mentioned lots of times, I thought there was too much slow-mo in like camera zooms. Like there's some scenes where like he zooms in like right close up to their face like Mm -hmm. like fucking wayne's world zoom i was like (laughs) i don't know know, it just was annoying to me um but i did like the grainy look of it it makes you feel gross while watching it i thought the acting was phenomenal and the rejects are crazy as fuck all right much better reviews than the last one yes okay uh for my story i also gave it an eight out of ten Nice. I said, I love a good cops versus sadistic murderous family story. <laughs> uh, Zombie improved on his filmmaking immensely in such a short period of time from corpses to this, and his love for the craft really becomes apparent in this film. Uh, Reject starts off where corpses left off, um, but like a short period of time in the future, uh, and the Firefly family has not changed their ways in the least. I love the first firefight with the cops, and I love the end scene even more. Everything in between is an absolute nightmare to witness, but in the best way possible. This movie, upon my first watch in 2005, quickly became one of my favorite movies and is still probably my favorite Rob Zombie movie. Nice. My quality. Uh You ready for this? I gave it a 10 out of 10. Damn. So you have nothing bad to say about it. Nope. 
Uh, I said, everything about this movie quality-wise is perfection to me. The characters are all incredible, and any faults that we could have found with them in in, uh, Corpses fades away as we see them wreak havoc across the state of Texas. The film introduces new characters as well who are equally as great in their respective roles, especially William Forsythe as Sheriff Wydell. Leslie Easterbrook came on to replace Karen Black as Mother Firefly and, in my opinion, did a better job. And we really see Sherry Moon Zombie shine in her role, not only as a psychopath, but also in the scenes towards the end where she is forced to like really show her acting chops with like the scenes of her um, seeing the pictures of her mother's death and all that stuff. Uh, the gores and kills in this one are A1 and the soundtrack is just as good. Uh, I like how it was shot to look grainy and from a lower budget 70s type standpoint. Mm-hmm. I also did want to mention the soundtrack. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And it didn't have any Rob Zombie songs in it. So No, I didn't. You like it even more now. <laughs> it's not pretentious. No. All right. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics consensus. Zombie has improved as a filmmaker since Heads for a Thousand Corpses and will please fans of the genre, but beware the horror is nasty, relentless, and sadistic. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the critics scored it? I'm going to say the critics scored it a 72%. Oy. The critics scored it a 55%. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on 139 ratings and an average score of 5.8 out of 10. The audience, however... Rated it a 78%. Nice. On 100,000 plus ratings and an average score of 4 out of 5. Not bad. Or 8 out of 10. Yeah. Not bad at all. So we're pretty on par with the audience mm-hmm. for the most part. All right, man. You ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. <clears throat> All right, what did you give it for a scare rating? So for a scare rating, I give it a 4 out of 10. Um, The whole family is insane, and running into them would be hell. The things they do is fucked up, and they enjoy every minute of it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, Scariest scene was when they have like the band hostage in the hotel room. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, the one scene with Otis making Gloria, like, touch him and do that shit was hard to watch yeah and would i survive uh well i didn't survive the first one so no <laughs> nice um my scare rating i gave it a five out of ten i said i gave rejects or i gave corpses a four out of ten so i think i have to go a step higher for this one mainly because of the fact that they're on a killing spree road trip in this one so like mm-hmm. anybody's a victim basically uh the kills aren't quite as fucked up but they definitely do feel more real in this one nice uh scariest scene i said when wendy escapes wearing adam's face the imagery of this has always sort of freaked me out (laughs) yeah definitely and would i survive hell to the no nice if anybody said that they would survive this movie i would have to slap them in the face yeah definitely like, you're not fucking with them. 
They were in two massive firefights. They were. They fought off a family. Mm -hmm. Otis got a fucking block of wood to the back of his head. Yeah. I mean, good luck. Yeah. All right. It's trivia time. Let's do it. All right. Uh, I guess I got to say that, eh? (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Captain Spaulding's Trivia of Monsters and Mad Men. Howdy, folks. Like blood, violence, freaks of nature. Well, then, come on down to Captain Spaulding's Museum of Monsters and Mad Men. (laughs) Yeah, see the alligator boy. Ride my famous murder ride. Most of all, don't forget to take home some of my tasty fried chicken. Ha <laughs> ha! It just tastes so damn good. Come on down and enjoy my fried chicken, y'all. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think you asked the first question last time. I did, yes. Okay. So if this is the first time you're joining us in this trilogy series, we are doing a three-part trivia. So we're adding up the scores from each episode, and whoever has the most correct answers by the end of the series wins it all. Yeah. And we made it really fucking easy on ourselves because we both got zero on our last one. (laughs) (laughs) It was bad. It was very bad. All right. My first question, what's the name of the traveling band that Otis and Baby kill? Um, it is the Banjo and Sullivan Show. Oh, you're so... I'm just going to give it to you. It's just Banjo and Sullivan. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to give it to you, though. You got the names right. Nice. Now, if you beat me, just remember this this question okay (laughs) all right your first question where did the name captain spaulding come from ah you stole one of my questions um from groucho marx movies he was a groucho marx character uh okay Uh, i guess i'll get it to you okay i was gonna say uh Animal Crackers. Oh, okay. But, yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. Well, that just took away one of my questions. Guess I'll have to think of another one. Fuck, because all the, all the characters are names based off of Groucho Marx's performances. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, didn't know that. It says it in the movie. All right. Uh, so we're one for one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what flavor of ice cream do Baby and Spalding get? I don't know, vanilla. <laughs> Tootie fucking fruity. Ah, shit. Um, what does Mr. Walker do for a job? Who the fuck is Mr. Walker? Wydell brings him in to ask him some questions about... about oh, the, the film guy. He's the Groucho Marx expert. Um, well, I mean, you just gave me the answer so. is that what you were looking for okay yeah. i wasn't sure if there's was like an actual he was a movie expert okay all right two to one sweet 
All right, where does Spalding tell Baby they're going to meet after the raid? The, I want the name of the hotel. Uh, shit. Uh, what was it? It was like, uh, I know there was like a palm tree on it. It's like uh, Kahiri Palms Hotel. Fuck, you're so close. It's Kahiki Palms Hotel. Ah, shit. <laughs> you were so close. God damn it. <laughs> uh, well, technically you win, but well, I lost my last We got to keep going. What? We got to keep going. Well, that was my third question. Oh, yeah, we only did three, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you this just to see if you can get it. What did Charlie used to go by? Uh, it was something J Flywheel. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It was Wolf J Flywheel. Right, Wolf J Flywheel. Look at you going three for three. Kinda. Kinda. <laughs> you were you were generous. <laughs> As were you. Okay, so we I got three and, and I got, got one. one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh so yeah. Join us next week whenever we talk about Three from Hell. Yep. And it's going to be a special episode, but I'm not going to say why. Very special. I'm going to leave the listeners in suspense. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you want to, if you haven't listened to the first episode of this series, please go check it out. Uh, We had a good discussion on House of a Thousand Corpses, the beginning of the Firefly trilogy. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good movie. Brooke kind of shit on its chest, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We had fun talking about it. So please go give it a listen if you haven't already. Um, if you want to find us on social medias, you can find us at a, at a podcast on Elm street on pretty much all of them. Uh, if you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T public account where we have some merch we also have a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. And we have links to our Twitch account, our Discord channel, and other places that you can listen to us. Yep. I believe that's all. That's it. That's it. Okay. All right. We will talk to you guys next week. See you later. <laughs>